Blog Talk Radio. And good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you're at today. And that could be any one of many countries. We've been so blessed to have so many of you come along and be part of our system, become part of our uh, audience. I'm so appreciative of it. And it's been so much fun bringing back Pagan's Tonight Radio. And so with that, I want to make sure we mention our sponsor. And you too could be a sponsor. Just uh, DM me. Pagan's Tonight Radio is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anywhere, anytime online magical education. And uh, certainly there's a lot of free classes and things, and being the October month. This week, though, we're going to be doing something I think is incredibly special. We're going to be talking to emerging pagan leaders. Uh, this isn't going to be like the average, you know, the average really important leaders that we talk to who have made such a major difference. These are really focused at the future of leadership that is coming out uh, for one more time, one more generation, one more way we're expanding. And and, they, and tonight we're talking to two individuals back-to-back. Uh, -back. Uh, first, Rowan Fairfire, the White Raven Church, who's doing a lot of techniques and a lot of teaching. I know her. She's a very personable but very, very dedicated individual. And then we're just going to be followed by Ashley Riley. I'll talk more about her before we, we do that. So with further ado, let's talk to Rowan. Hi, everybody, and we're at Pegas tonight as we begin a new feature, as you know, is, uh, into the future of pagan leadership. And I've asked on my Facebook page and in a couple of other places that you know about, and if you're an insider, you know exactly what I do is my questions. And one of the questions I ask is, pagans under 40, who are they? And who do you want to hear from? And Rowan Fairfire was one of the individuals, Fairfire, I think I got that right. If not, he corrected it, you know, that you owe me a shot. Um, but we're going to go ahead and talk with her today and uh, to discover where we are going as a community. Because after all, every community is built on the leadership that is emerging, not the leadership that we have. And so welcome, Rowan. And thank you for coming to the show. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. And so for people who don't know you, and chances if you're over 50, you probably don't know who she is. Um, she does a number of pieces of media, but can you tell us a little bit about yourself that, from your point of view? Well, um, I'm 29. I am High Maiden of White Raven Church in West Plains, Missouri. Um, I'm a licensed massage therapist and a full-time home health aide. And... That's pretty much it. <laughs> um, well, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot to be doing. I mean, especially, you know, being a, a care person. So I do know that you're fairly empathic. I actually have been fortunate enough to meet Rowan a number of times to spend time with her. Uh, I'm always grateful when I get a different point of view. So White Raven Church, um, which has undergone a real transformation over during COVID, uh, isn't that that's true, right? That you guys have really undergone a real transformation this year, last year. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Um, being almost forced to switch into the digital world um, has really allowed us to reach more people, even on a global level. Um, we've had people contact our high priestess um, Willow Wellspring from Egypt, India, um, Turkey, Pakistan, Italy. 
pretty much all over. It's really been amazing to see. And as I myself have been reaching out toward social um, in social media and YouTube, Twitter, and um, now TikTok, that um, that's I've been feeling almost the floodgates open as people are are contacting us more and more and and taking advantage of what we have to offer. Oh, it's very interesting. You mentioned TikTok. Oh, I want to come back around to that. But you've just restarted your YouTube. You started a new YouTube channel, particularly for what I would call your message, your ministry. Yeah, um, it's called Raven of a Different Color. And it's uh, basically a show where I talk about anything having to do with um, achieving and maintaining one's personal balance. And it's lessons that I've learned through my experiences and um, basically what I feel inspired to talk about at the time and what I feel is, is needed in that particular video. And so I, I find that very common amongst the more common amongst younger pagan leaders. And that is the idea of mental health of balance. Do you find that to be true? Is that more inside what you're looking for? Absolutely. Um, my, in my viewpoint, everything is a function of balance and even being unbalanced at times is part of living balanced life. And so I use various tools and um, exercises to try to achieve and maintain my personal balance and teach others to do so as well. Um, my main exercise right now is to Try to live my life with an attitude of gratitude as an overall theme. And so I keep a gratitude journal and I um, keep a journal of my accomplishments through the day so that I can look at what I've done and um, celebrate my accomplishments rather than berate myself for my shortcomings. And uh, for those who are thinking about it, I will put the link to her YouTube channel into the uh, notes of the show. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. Um, really quick, I want to make a shout out to Wild Hunt, who just uh, today mentioned the fact that we've returned to the air. I want to thank Wild Hunt. Um, so in doing this, I noticed that one of the things that you do a lot of, it's herbalism. I know that you do massage and you're a licensed therapist and you do you take care of people. That's an important aspect. But I know that you do a lot in herbal and, and plant medicines. And can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, Willow is more of the, is the master herbalist, but I do dabble. And I take care of my personal health through natural means as much as I possibly can. Um, as I feel that um, having a connection with the world around us and using what this natural world has to offer us and giving back to it is important um, for not just our mental health, but for the, the health of the world in general. And yeah. uh, that's interesting. Now, you actually live semi-off-grid. You actually live on an active farm and garden yes. center. Yes, we do. Uh, we have five acres, um, just about, and we have multiple gardens with um, – Medicinal herbs, native medicinal herbs, that's the word I was trying to find in my brain. Uh, and so we, we 
yes, we maintain our own farm. We have chickens and guineas and we sell some of our bulk herbs and um, homemade kombucha through our, um, our very small uh, company called Two Trees. Uh, and so, so that is very interesting because a lot of, so a lot of pagans, you know, it doesn't matter who they are, often talk about, I would like to get off the grid. I would love to live in a farm. But it's not as easy as it sounds, is it? No, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you already live a full life. Um, you have to get up early in the mornings to take care of the animals and got to be out in the hot sun to maintain your plants, got to water your gardens. When you don't get in, when you don't get any rain, you gotta harvest what you grow and then process it, and it takes a lot of time and energy and dedication. It sounds like it. And so, if people want to find out more about it, they can, you know, they can contact um, uh, Rowan and, and discover more about what they're doing out there. It's an amazing thing. I'm hoping to have uh, Willow and Alfred on a later show, but this week we're focusing on this young leadership. And, and what do you do inside your temple? Because I know you're you're one of the offices of your temple, are you not? I am. Um, so can you talk about more of what your duties and responsibilities are within sure. that context? Um, when new people come into the church, I um, take them through the seeker course. I also teach our, our dedicant course, which um, – teaches people the the tools to enhance their own spirituality, like going through the chakras, herbalism, um, how to meditate, and uh, all sorts of different topics, and going deeper into the Sabbaths, which is first covered in the Seeker course, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, it's the last time I checked the curriculum, it was a, a 63-week course the dedicant courses and it's a cyclical curriculum meaning you can come in at any point during the class and we will come back to the topics that they weren't a part of before and um, they can go through the course multiple times if we feel like they aren't ready for initiation yet at the end of that course there's one of the chickens um indeed <laughs> Um, I'm actually living next to chickens next door, so it's very interesting. So one and of you the, might hear the guineas at some point too. <laughs> so, so people who do that can actually get a, a, a fairly well-rounded early education, and that is your a duty to kind of help them in that process. Yes, that's an interesting thing. What do you find most difficult about that? Um. Are people open to it? Yeah, usually. Um, if they're not, they they find their way out pretty quickly. Um, we've even had people who have said that they are um, interested and open to it, but they're really not. So they drop out pretty pretty quick. And it's those that really have the the dedication and the the true um, what's the word I'm looking for? Calling. Calling. Yes. Thank you. Um, to actually do the work on themselves and um, go through the entire course multiple times if need be. Well, that's very interesting because a lot of times you hear people who just go through the course no matter how they do it, and then they get moved on. And so 
you're a big believer into it's okay to repeat these things. It's okay to do it over and over again until you get a good understanding of it. Is that am I understanding that correctly? Absolutely. Terrific. That's you know that's I think that's one of the things I think about the, a lot of the younger individuals are doing as leadership is that they're being more patient. I think there's a certain patience in the youth that my generation didn't have. Um, I'm an Xer. I'm you know, I'm an older Xer. And we were not patient. We were very rush, rush. Um, But you've also just recently gotten really connected to the Internet. I mean, as a rural person, as rural, you guys really struggled for a while with the Internet. Now I believe that you guys have gotten way better connections. So do you find that's changed how you you respond to the world? I believe so, yeah. I feel like I am a lot more open um, to the the world in general and – it's funny you mentioned being impatient, and I recently realized that I do have a lot more patience now that I'm connected to social media. I thought it would be the opposite, which is why I resisted it for so long. I felt like I would be completely overwhelmed by the sheer amount of what is out there. Mm-hmm. But I find that once I once I started my YouTube channel, I was open to the to the other platforms that I'm now associated on. I kind of started everything very quickly. Um, I I launched my YouTube channel, and then I did Twitter, and then I was inspired to do TikTok, because it felt really good to um, sing. One of the things that I, one of the things that I used to balance myself is my singing voice. And so I use TikTok just to post my, my singing because it feels really good to do that and to share. And the main thing I do on Twitter is to um, post motivational quotes of the day. And it's like, okay, I'm slowly doing the thing that I'm quote unquote supposed to be doing. So on TikTok, that's very interesting. I'm a big fan of TikTok. Everybody doesn't realize that. I may not be very good on it, but I, 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 when I saw it coming, people don't know that TikTok used to be something called Musical.ly. It got bought out, refashioned, and it is now the, one of the hot platforms. And But it does allow for very quick expressions. For those who don't TikTok, look it up. It's an app. 15 seconds to about a minute, you're allowed to make your voice heard. And you'd be surprised at how much you can do so. And so you you say you share your voice on it, your your mm-hmm. words. Mm-hmm. How's it going for you? Um, well, so far I've only posted one thing because um, I haven't taken the time to do anything else. But it felt really good to do that and to 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 start that for myself. As I I until very recently I didn't use my voice a lot, um, particularly my singing voice because it just it felt uncomfortable to share that with other people and um i had a couple opportunities to to launch a musician career and that didn't feel right to me so i felt like my singing voice wasn't for the public it was for for me and then i'm like well it feels really good to sing and sharing that that good feeling with others just brings more light into the world so why not share it that makes sense. I mean, it is about growing your life. I think that one thing I think people get caught up in is that they think where you enter your career or enter your life, because you entered this 
pretty young. I mean, this is not, you know, the idea of being a pagan Wiccan, not, not a witch. Um, I'm not sure how you describe yourself, but you started this fairly young. Yeah, I was actually raised in the craft. Um, I was raised in a, in a Wiccan family. Mm-hmm. And um, my parents were um, leaders of their own groups. And so I kind of learned by example how to be a leader and how not to be a leader. Um, and it took me a long time to accept that, that in a way I was born to do this. So do you feel like there's a lot of expectations for you on this? Do you feel like the expectations of elders or youngsters or other people? Um, I believe that there are, but I, I don't really look too far deeply into what those expectations are um, because I can't really um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. I have – when I start thinking about the future and what other people expect of me, it tends to trigger my anxiety. So I'm, I just decided in order to keep my own mental health that I would just do what I do. And in doing so, I wind up meeting those expectations anyway. That's interesting. So just by going forward and putting on you know, your work blinders, for, better, for a better term, you just do the work that's necessary. Yes. And that you find that being useful. I know that a lot of the younger communities – deal with anxiety and mental health and those issues as a primary part of their faith, that they become part of this faith because they are trying to deal with some of those issues. Far more than I think uh, the older generations, my generation, who buried them. I'll be honest with you. We buried our anxieties. We, ha- we you know, don't let them see you sweat. Don't let them see you be anxious. You know, always look like you're smooth and uh, debonair. And that did a lot of damage. But I noticed and, and am I right? Is it that the younger generation um, are able to recognize, not maybe, and handle a little better their emotional state as part of this? Yeah, I feel that I feel that it's it's that that is a um, that is an important aspect of uh, the younger generation and our mental health is that mm-hmm. we acknowledge how we're feeling and in acknowledging and acknowledging our feelings and our thoughts and our mental health issues, we are then able to um, work through them and mitigate them a lot better. That's interesting. And I think acknowledgement is the first step, right? You learn that in, you learn that in any recovery program, it's that acknowledgement of an issue is the first step and then you work through it. And that's interesting because one of the complaints I hear to about younger uh, individuals and yes, people, I know who you are. They were complaining about I'm doing this series and um, is the idea that today it's easier to be pagan, Wiccan, witch and all of that because it's not as hard as they did. And you come from a fairly old guard tradition source. Um, I, 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 so can you answer that this idea that it's easier for the younger generation because you've got so many books, you've got the internet, and all of that, uh, all of that? Um, do you think that's true? 
Um, I wouldn't say that it's easier. I'd say there's a lot more information is a lot more accessible. Mm -hmm. However, sorting through what information resonates with a particular individual is very difficult. And, um, and so you have, it's almost like finding diamonds in the rough um, or needles in a haystack is it's sorting through all the information that's out there and figuring out what is true for you and having someone to guide you through that process is, I wouldn't say imperative, but it makes it a lot easier. That's uh, that's that's interesting. So I know you mentioned earlier that when you think about the future, it does cause some anxiety. But let me go ahead and ask a, a more specific question about the future. So do you have any target that you're trying to do? Are you trying to become uh, – are you just going with the flow or are you expecting yourself to be in, in say, a position in a few years that you know, allows you more authority in the community? Hmm. That's a that's an interesting question. Um, I have acknowledged that I am that I am next in line to take over this church when Lady Willow passes away. Hopefully, that'll be a long time in the future. Um, but that that's really the only only place I see myself ascending to, if if that is the proper use of words. Um, it took me a long time to acknowledge that but uh, and accept that and to come to terms with that because I, I, I'm up until recently I've never been comfortable in places of power um, for for personal reasons and took me a while to build up my own confidence and realize that I'm not like the individuals I'm trying to avoid turning into. Um, that's fair. I mean, there are a lot of models out there, but each person is very unique in how they, they handle it and has an error. So I want to go into one last thing. So you also every year do the three gates mystery school. You're part mm -hmm. of that class. And this year you kind of led the effort along with um, some assistance, but mostly you were the leader of this year's kind of broadcasting it online. That was pretty unique for you. And for the church uh, as a whole, right? Yeah, and I think that's what finally opened me up to to doing a YouTube channel and reaching out on social media is seeing how easy it was to just do it. Um, yeah, there are there are certain steps that you go through um, and certain processes that have to be done as you're leading up to being on social media. Mm -hmm. But in the end of it all, you just have to do it. And working with Dylan Hunter on that, who did the the tech work, was really an amazing experience, and I, I loved doing it. That's amazing. And so uh, for people who want to know, Three Gates Mystery School is a very unique uh, – it's not really a festival as so much it is, but it has a lot of festival-like components, camping and things of that nature. Can you explain a little bit so somebody was like – I think it's a really good place for people to get started if they want to have, like, an experience of magic, an experience of learning the mysteries. 
Can you explain a little bit about that? Uh, three Gates Gathering um, we, is named such because we take you through the three gates of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And in whatever tracks that the person decides to follow when they register. Um, and the, the tracks are different topics led by leaders in the, in the pagan Wiccan community. Um, and so as, as a person goes through the, the three classes or the, the three gates of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, they can, um, basically at the, at the end of the, at the end of the weekend, we, our goal is to have them be able to utilize the, the knowledge and the understanding that they have gained about that specific topic. That's interesting. And that makes it very different from, say, like a, a Starwood Festival or other types of festivals in the sense of that it's got a focus versus just being out there and, and attending whatever classes you want. Yeah, rather than a, an entertainment focus, we, we focus on um, education and exposing them to a higher level of energy that they can then take forward and integrate into their lives. And that takes place on the farm that you guys share out there, which is uh, yes. which is very interesting to have that sort of idea. I, I, as you know, I'm a big believer in people having land and owning land. All right, so um, my last question for you on, on this subject is that basically, what is it that you think that Younger people, if they really want to get involved in a more uh, in a more uh, how would I phrase it more active way, what what should they be doing? I mean, of course, contacting you and watching your YouTube channel and following you is good for inspiration. I think you're a young aspirational leader. Uh, Thank you. Uh, that sort of thing. But what do you think they should be doing to try to improve their ability to kind of help out in this world, which has been so dark lately for them. I mean, it's been very hard you know, for, for a lot of younger people because they've gone through economic hard times. You've got this massive student loans honor. You have, you know, we've had now COVID, which has really disrupted the world. Mm -hmm. and so a lot of people are feeling climate change is coming in. A lot of them are feeling very anxious and desire to do something, but they don't know necessarily where to get started. What would you advise somebody, say, 10 years younger than yourself? Um, well, I would definitely advise them to find like-minded people um, to to share their experiences with and to help guide them along their spiritual path. Um, but also for themselves, it's to, I mentioned adopting an attitude of gratitude for my life overall. And I think that that would really, really help others if they did that as well, is to focus on, on what they are grateful for rather than uh, of course, acknowledging what they've lost and acknowledging the hardship that they've been through, but congratulating themselves and being grateful for, for getting through that and for still being alive and for still having what they have. And adopting that attitude of gratitude will, I feel, will, will increase their own light inside of themselves and thus spread spread light to other people because as soon as you open yourself up to to the divine and to that light and to that energy then it it can't help but ripple through and affect others that's beautifully put 
So, random question because it is there. So the random question today is, what are you currently listening to in music? Um, I have really been into um, Anatea's radio on Pandora. It has a bunch of um, really beautiful artists like Deva Pramal and let's see who else is on here. Um, Anateus, obviously, and Lorena McKennett and uh, Karunesh. And it's just a really awesome trance out type music. And I use it to meditate. I use it in my massage office. Um, I use it when I'm cooking, just whenever I want to increase my own energy vibration, but not, um, ah, what's the word I'm looking for, but not like totally rock out. Mhm. I, I do rock out too. I listen to pretty much anything, but um, for the most part, I've been listening to Anateus Radio on Pandora. That's terrific, and it is. So, if people want to reach out to contact you, is there a way to do so? Um, uh, of course, they can find me on Facebook, uh, Rowan Fayfire. Um, mm-hmm. They can subscribe to my YouTube channel, which you'll put in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can find me on Twitter um, at r Fayfire. Um, yeah, at R Fayfire, F A E F I R E, and also on TikTok. Um, I believe that's Rowan Fayfire on TikTok as well. Terrific. Well, I appreciate you having here, and I want to share something. I think I appreciate uh, having you in the community. I've I've been very fortunate to to uh, to watch over the last couple of years, and you've really become into your own. And I, I I'm grateful to know you and i think that a lot of people will get to know you over the years but i thank you for taking on such a, a duty because people don't realize leadership is not a reward it's not it's a, it's a responsibility and you've taken that very well so i want to thank you for that thank you i i thank you for um asking me to do this interview it's been a it's been an honor and um to to add on to what you just said those that i've learned that those that want to be leaders often don't best ones. I, I came into this not wanting to not wanting to take over, not wanting to be a leader, and and just basically wanting to be taken care of. And that's that's not who I am. And it's the 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 calling was for something deeper and and um, to take care of others as well as myself. So thank you for being here and uh, or thank you for having me here rather and allowing me to further spread that, that message. Terrific. Well, thank you for being here and we'll be right back after these messages. And here we are back here. And isn't that a terrific interview? Uh, I've got to say interesting a few less times. I'm a little bit scratchy. You know, I've been knocking off the dust uh, through this long-term commitment to bring back Pagan's Tonight Radio. And and it, this is one of the things I think makes Pagan's Tonight Radio very important to me. Is I just want to show off the leadership. I want to show off a lot of the younger, uh, emerging leaders. I'm trying to use that word younger because they're adults. And uh, so here we go. And next one is Ashley Riley. Uh, Reverend Ashley, uh, Lady Ashley Riley, because she is a high priestess of the Southern Delta Church of Wicca. And I think that she has uh, uh, some interesting things. She does the Moon School and some other interesting things. We're going to cover those facts in this interview. 
Hi, everybody, and we are going to speak again to the young leaders of the pagan community that came out of your nominations earlier this month on one of the many groups that I run, but it's a very private group of outstanding individuals who are always looking for excellence in our community. And one of the people that was chosen was the right Reverend Ashley Riley, who for many reasons um, we're going to discover was seen as one of the young and upcoming leadership that is soon moving into those positions that we so desperately need. And so I want to welcome Ashley to our show. Hello. And so let's go ahead and start out. Why don't you give us a little bit of your origin? I always talk about being the comic book origin. How did you get here? Okay. So I uh, actually was, I was, oh, if I could talk right. I went through Christianity first, and I actually married um, Terry Riley's, one of his sons, and he didn't know, actually know his actual true father, who was Terry Riley, and it's actually pretty funny. So we were sitting in the, at our house one day, and I had pestered him about how, you know, getting in touch with his father. And I pestered him for three days straight that I found him on Facebook. And he said, all right, I'll message him. So he did. And then Terry Riley responded back saying, told his son that he had never forgotten him. And here's his number, call him. So he's like, I'll call him when he's ready. And then for three more days, I pestered him to call his father. And so we, we met up with Terry Riley and, uh, well, he's my ex-husband now, but his sister and brother, and we got to know them. So we went to the church, Southern Delta Church of Wicca, ATC, to stay the night and have dinner with them. So we stayed the night, but we never left. So I have been a part of Southern Delta for 10 years now, um, have made it through the ranks, and now I am a third degree high priestess. So that is my story. And uh, so, as you know, the people who brought up the names, this is uh, not, these are not my choices per se, because I don't necessarily know everybody in the community. I know a lot, but and one of the things that was talked about was your moon school. I'm intrigued by this. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your moon school project? Yes. Yeah, so um, when you hit about second degree or and especially when you hit third degree, you're supposed to know what your great work is. And um, for those who don't know what a great work, it's something that goes above and beyond the community that we need. Um, a big thing is teaching our children our faith. Without our future generations knowing our faith, it'll die with us as, uh, as adults. So I, um, we came together and created what's called the Monday school of our church. So we can teach the younger generation. Um, my group is usually two to 17 um, about the faith at their particular level, depending on what age they are, depending on how I talk to them about the faith. So that's what I do. And I do it every Wednesday. We have what's called devotionals where the adults get to go do their uh, praising to their gods, and then the children go to Monday school with me and my assistant, um, who will teach them. So yeah, very interesting. And do you create materials for this, or is it just? You I know? Do. Yeah, we have everything from 
uh, as of right now, we're actually working on the elements. We just got done with the element of air about, or earth, not air. We're on air right now. We just got done with the element of earth like two weeks ago, and now we're working on the element of air. And I have classes that are based upon uh, totem animals. I, I actually have one about what a ritual is. It talks about the Wiccan faith. Um, things about stones, the elements, the eight sabbats. Um, I even have things to help them when they need to learn how to ground out negative energy or how to deal with positive energy, positive thinking. So I even have classes like that. So it's not just based upon our faith. It's based upon things that will help them as they grow up. That's fascinating. So how long have you been doing this? Actually, the Monday School had just been created about three months ago. Okay. Um, I had, oh, I had, sorry, I had always worked with the children um, because that's what I felt needed to be done, but not at this big level. Like, I would just work with them with the, at the sabbats, doing small things for them to teach about the sabbats, but the Monday School has been going on for about three months now. So, so you've been doing it for a while, but you decided to, to start structuring it about three months ago. I can see this being a very uh, big addition to a lot of the traditions, not only your own, but I think it is. It is one of the most common elements I'm finding with a lot of uh, these the younger leaders is this idea of children training, uh, since so many of them are with children. And so there is this focus on children that wasn't there before. And so I'm really kind of enlightened by that. So can you tell us a little bit? So you told us how you got into the faith. Can I, tell, can I ask, why did you continue? Why did you go through the ranks to become a third degree, because that's difficult. I don't care what tradition you are. It is a difficult process, and it's a difficult process to go through. Um, it is. Can you talk about that, that process for you? Um, actually, I – it's very funny, actually. Um, when I first started my training, like I said, I was a Christian, and I actually thought about – thought myself, you know, because – all the whole Christian programming, I'm going to go to hell, blah, 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 stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? This feels like home to me. And I just, I dove into it. And I like the fact that I can help people and help them find <clears throat> what their classification of deity is. That doesn't matter if you're a pagan, if you're a Christian or atheist or whatever you believe in. I will talk to anybody, and I love the fact that helping them is the best thing. So, and so you are temple trained. I am. Okay, um, I know that there's a, a school with uh, the ATC, and then there are temple trained individuals. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. and and since you belong to one of the oldest, and I did not know this before today, one of the oldest of the uh, temples, one of the older ones, uh, Southern Delta, and. Um, and I and you guys are very much into uh, off-grid living as much as you can. I've noticed that. Uh, I always see you guys showing your videos of the projects you're working on, your gardens and everything else. So can you talk a little bit about that as part of the aspect? Because I know a lot of the younger leaders are concerned about climate change, environmentalism, um, versus the older generation being involved with politics. And I think, AT, I think Southern Delta – I do see straddles those two worlds often. Um, yeah. Um, go ahead. Talk about that? No, no. Um, well, one of our biggest ones that we have right now 
of, of our um, what we call community outreach programs mm-hmm. um, is that we have like our garden and we have been helping the the people we actually have a produce stand that help a bunch of families here that you know they can just come and get what they want the biggest thing is that with our garden is all our stuff is heirloom every single piece is heirloom because we try not to do any GMOs, which are generally modified foods. The fact is, with heirloom seeds, you can take the seeds from the parent plant and keep them, and they will grow the following year. And with a genetically modified one, you can't. They won't grow. They modestly have generally modified it where you have to buy the plant each year. You can't reuse your seeds. So that's a big thing about our things that we have in our garden. And with, because we don't, we're not putting all these chemicals in our body if it's not generally mo- genetically modified. So that's our biggest thing with that one. That's an interesting point. Now, I, as you people have heard me speak about, uh, heirloom seeds have gone up in value. If you want to buy the Picassos of tomorrow, buy, you know, start your seed banks today. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very much into that with, uh, with what, what we feel might be environmental collapse, um, with uh, big seed banks being bought out by big major companies. Um, if, you know, in the sixties, they told you invest in plastic In the nineties, they told you invest in computers today. I'm telling you invest in seeds. I think they're going to have a great deal of value. So that is a great thing to do. And so you, I've noticed that I've seen the pictures online on Facebook. And so of the uh, fruit scent and everything else. And so that's, so that's been a fascinating thing about, and and I've noticed other people have donated food to that. That seems to go right back out. So you, you, Mm -hmm. you. So it's inspirational as well as aspirational. So I'm very proud of that you're doing that in our community. So one of the things I was going to ask you, so where, so you learned on a more physical level, not, not so much through the Internet, or was the Internet involved with some of your training in some way you, you learned? Um, I'm actually hand-taught. Like I will fit, when I was going through my classes, I physically came to the church mm-hmm. that was classes. But what we teach our students is this is just the basics. This is what we're going to give you the basics of your teachings. Mm -hmm. Now, you need to go out and do research on your own so you can get more qualified and more knowledgeable with the information so you, you know, so you can grow and grow stronger and better. And that's, yeah, it's just, we just give you small things, like not small, but, (laughs) sorry, it's hard to explain this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's mainly hands-on. You come and talk to your teachers and they, they work with you. Okay. So, um, so let me ask you, does the internet, uh, affect how you, of what you do now, or are you still very much that physical as yourself as part of that physical sample, or do you do online work as well? Um, as of. Do you mean like online classes and stuff like that? Online classes. I mean, do you teach them? Do you utilize the internet? Do you utilize the internet to do your research? I do. Um, If I need to research more, I will use the internet. Um, The biggest thing like last year, um, you know, with COVID hitting so hard, we locked down the church. And so we did use the internet last year to teach our students 
because that was the only way they could get their information that they needed. So we have done internet teachings in the past, like last year, but ever since COVID has kind of let up, not strongly, we have been bringing coming back to the classroom with social distancing, of course. Of course. I, and, 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 and this has been a very big lesson for, I guess, a lot of people in this world on how, how this works. Everybody knows I'm the tech head. I've been since 93. I've been saying it's coming. Trust me, what's coming next is going to be even more amazing. But I do think that there's a lot of space. I think you've been, I think it's very fortunate for people who are able to get hands on training in a big way. And that, and because uh, I know you also hold festivals on mm-hmm. the land when you can. I mean, we're not, we, we know that you've been very careful. And I think that's a great way for people to get it interactive. Um, right. And uh, if I remember right, have you been involved with Hecate's, uh the the spring rights of um, ATC spring? I have rights? been. I have not physically been to Spring Mysteries. I was. I did an online. I okay. got to go on. Uh, I think this year and last year. Okay. I never got to do last year, but I haven't physically been there because of COVID. We're waiting because I am dying to go see. Actually, go see. I can understand that. So let me talk a little bit about your future. So you're doing the moon school. And so do you, is there, does, do you have, so what are your goals for the future? Do you have goals for the future? Have you thought about it? Uh, yes, actually, once again, moon day school is my great work. That's probably what I will be doing forever. Mm-hmm. But I do want to eventually, once I get moon day school structured uh, fully here, I would like to go and talk to other churches and covens and see if I can help them with teaching their young children. That's, I think that's what I'm watching. I think that's the number one thing I'm learning that this young leadership is really more about. It was very interesting because when I was when I was young leadership, that was a long time ago, not that long ago. Um, that one of the things was is that children were not to be taught. They were just taught little things, but they were not to be taught because it was the idea that they would then choose to be able to choose when they got to be of age. And, exactly. And one of the biggest consequences of that is that a lot of children left the family tradition. Uh, recently at the Parliament of the World Religions, they did a study that less than 30% of kids raised in pagan Wiccan households actually become pagan or Wiccan themselves. Oh, wow. Um uh, I remember because uh, it was a big argument. Oberon was trying to be, make an argument of it. And I'll be saying this is not true, but this was done by uh, a very top-rated science thing, and they did it over a number of years to discover that not teaching our children is more likely to guarantee that they don't become part of this. Right. Because I think because the children are not – if they're not given your point of view, everybody else is giving theirs. Exactly. To them. So in school and church and everything else, they're like, they're being given that point of view. And if you're not countering it or just giving your point of view, the child then doesn't know what they're choosing against. Yeah. I mean, I even teach my own children. I have two of my own and I both teach them the pagan faith. Um, my 10 year old, she's going to be 11 next in November. Um, she is uh She's already said she's pagan. Like, she even has her own pantheon she's chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, she likes to follow me around to see what I'm doing so she can help me out. 
<clears throat> so yeah, I even teach my own kids the my face. Um, but I do not to the one face for my kids because they are children. I want them to know all faiths so they know what they want. So, I mean, my kids even go to a Christian church because I want them to hmm. not be structured to one faith because that's, you know, my faith may not be what, what they want. So, and it's, it's not fair to the kids. So. That's fair enough. So what are you working on now? So what are you working on now for your own personal development beyond your task? Is there something that you're working on that you can share with our audience? Oh, can I have more clearance about that? Cause I, I mean, uh, so uh, what are you obsessed with? What is it that you like? Um, for some people, it might be music. It might be, you know, you know, cooking a great dish. It could be you oh. know, you're doing shadow work. It's, there's tons of different ways of responding to it. What is it that you're doing for yourself to kind of move yourself forward? Um, actually, uh, for hobbies that I like, I like to draw and paint. Like I have there's several murals around this church where mm-hmm. I have physically painted them myself because it's one of my major interests and it's a great meditation tool for me. Um, when I start drawing or painting, I go into meditation and it helps me calm down if I'm frustrated or just to get a better head, you know, thinking and I will do it. Yeah. And drawing and painting is my thing. So that's a, that's, that's an important part of it. So it's being a well-rounded person is to get into the idea of uh, painting and to get into, you know, that sort of any sort of creative expression. So one of the things I think that is changing in the world, and I think that, that a young, uh, the, that your generation is going to ha- have to take over for, is that we're starting to see the pagan community restructure itself. And the biggest way it's restructuring itself is that there are so many people declaring themselves witches and pagans they do not have access to formal training. Uh, as you, when 91, we heard there was 135,000, you know, that there were 135,000 people all over the United States. In 2001, we heard and heard that there were maybe 300 to 400,000. The latest census is coming up to 2 million people who are calling them Wiccan pagans and maybe more than that. That's and a you, lot. And as you know, I've been, one of the things I've done in my career has been accurate, almost accurate, scarily accurate and historically correct on our growth. And I think that that growth is heading towards for 2027. I think we're going to see as many as 10 million people to declare it. And so what's happening is that so a lot of the older leaders are saying, well, they're not really pagans. They're not really Wiccans. They're, you know, they're just playing for the trend. And so what are your thoughts on, on that growth? You know, do you think that growth affects how you're going to be existing in? Do you think that it's important to you? Um, I don't see it as a big thing, and I don't see it as um, that the they're just saying it. What I believe is that a lot of our younger generations that are calling themselves pagans and Wiccans is the biggest thing is festivals to me are dying. Mm-hmm. The young ones are not going to go out and camp, and they're not going to want to go sit in a tent. Um, most of your pagan Wiccans that are younger, they're what we call technos. They're techno pagans. They're used to internet. They're used to computers. And they're not going to want to go and sit in a tent and sleep for a weekend in a tent to go to a festival. I think the future 
needs to be where we are actually moving to motels and we're doing conventions in motels because, like I said, they're just not going to want to go outside. It's very interesting because the most successful single product, I think, in the entire pagan, in, in recent pagan history is something called Pagan Pride Days, which we're in the middle of right now. Right. And those, those tend to be in cities, at parks, mm-hmm. one to two days. Yep. And, I, and they're, they're getting numbers that the festivals can't even play with. Um, so that's very interesting that, that you're saying it. I'm, I'm a big believer that the festivals are going to go hybrid which means they're going to have to have an outside audience as well as inside. But that's my personal opinion. But to hear you say it, it actually it thrills me um, on that. So are you much of a social media person? Actually, I am. I oh, am. I'm on Facebook. Um, yeah, I think I just have two Twitter? I think I have a Twitter. Um, I know I have an Instagram. Uh, I even on, I'm even on TikTok. Oh. I love TikTok. So don't get me wrong. I was screaming two years ago that everybody needed to get on TikTok. And yep. the numbers and the numbers we're seeing on TikTok, people who are on TikTok, far outstrip. I think one of the things I think I've seen in social media, Twitter was good. Twitter's still very much the author base and, and that sort of thing. Facebook grew and you see a lot of half a million, quarter of a million number of pages. But we were seeing the million follower witches on TikTok. Yeah. And, um uh, Actually, our church has a TikTok. Like, it is a Priestess 2000. So, mm-hmm. yeah, our church is on. Our church is also on a bunch of social medias too. So, because that's how we get out there. That's how we promote that we're out there. So we can help pagans and Wiccans who are like, I don't know if there's a church around here. And they can go look on social media and they can find us. So, we're everywhere. <laughs> hey, we are everywhere. We're starting to get there. We're still pretty thin on the ground, but we're still. You're right. The community is there. So how do you, how do you, how are you, okay? So I, I've got two questions, and we'll to finish this up. But I think one of them you brought up. So how are you, since you're into the education of youth, how are you going to transition them into? Do you have a? Do you see yourself helping transition them um, into leadership? Eventually, the few, next generation leadership. Do you think that you're seeing them become the new members of your church and taking on the roles? And we're using church because that is a legal structure. We, right. Um, it is not necessarily representative of the covenant or the structure of the, of the temple. It's because, and I try to remind people that, that some of the larger traditions are using the term church. It is not the same thing as a Christian church. It is because of the legality and the embedded yep. Christianity into our legal laws. So when you hear them mention that, it doesn't necessarily mean they have a preacher at the end of the table and pews mm-hmm. sitting there. You're much more active than that. You don't. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have a circle and everything outside and inside just in case the weather's too hot, you know, because it's Arkansas and we never know what the weather's going to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we still do circles uh, just like a regular, you know, pagan, you know, um, ritual. Yeah, we, it's, a, it's just, it's, it's so we can be a 5013C, which is a nonprofit organization. So we have to become a church. Right. I, although I get to see uh, Reverend Terry Riley sitting up there and being a, a uh, fire and brimstone pagan t- preacher. I can see him doing that. Well, um, yeah. We have what we, we call him. Uh, we have what uh, called he when he's on a soapbox. Mm-hmm. When he's just going at it and he is talking. So we're like, yep, dad's on a soapbox again. So, yeah. So, so, so Southern Delta has a real familial feeling to it. It sounds like that you guys are not just about being 
uh, uh, organization, but it sounds like you have a real familial feeling to yourselves. Yes, we we call ourselves a family. Like mm-hmm. we are that close to each other, and we support each other and talk to each other every, almost every day. We're like, hey, how are you doing? Are you good? Do you need anything? We're we're there for each other. So and it's like, hey, can you talk? We're there. That sounds. Uh, that really sounds fantastic. It really sounds like you're doing a lot of good work. We've now gone through it. So the last question I have, I've been asking all of, of our, our, our young leaders is if you could give advice to 15-year-old you and to the youth out there today out there, what would be the advice you would tell them about becoming part of this world? I would say to believe in yourself, that you can do it. It may sound crazy, but you're strong enough to do it. Think positive and go go after your goals, go after your dreams because what you what you believe you can achieve if you just believe you can do it. That's a very good piece of advice. So if people want to reach out to you, how could they do that? Um you can reach out to me on my Facebook. It's Ashley Riley. Um, I have a personal cell phone that you can call me or text me. It is 870-253-7828. Go to our church's website, which is sdcw-atc.org. You can leave a message there. Um, Yeah, that's... And and if you're listening, those will be added to our our, uh, show notes here. We'll make sure that they're in the show notes so you can follow along. And so, well, I thank you for being here. Um, any, we've covered quite a bit of ground. Any last thoughts you have that you want to no, share? Yeah. Well, good. I'm always glad when we, we cover a large amount of ground. Uh, I hope to have follow up with this some uh, someday soon. And as uh, as it is, uh, we uh, thank you for being here. And that is the Right Reverend Ashley Riley, and she is you know leading out uh, the the world by educating and and uh, enjoying uh, the world. And, of course, as a painter, we all know how much I love the idea of paintings and, and the art arts that we have. So we have a full-rounded community. Thanks to people like you, and thank you for being with us. Thank you. And so we'll be right back after this message from our sponsors, and uh, and we will then be on to our next wonderful piece, and I think we have some news. So thank you very much, and uh, blessed be and this show is sponsored by Pagans Tonight Radio, sponsored by Witch Cool. And we have other sponsors coming from the Pagan World Project. I have a little bit of news, and that is that we, from these interviews you're going to listen to this week, tomorrow we have Emerald Earthheart and uh, Constantinos and Thalia of Greece on as our interviews tomorrow. So we're going to be continuing this process. And we're looking at President Day weekend, February 18th, 19th, and 20th. We're going to have the Emerging Pagan Leadership Conference. I will have more about that tomorrow. But we end the show today with Kellyanna singing for the day from the Green Album. For the glow on the horizon That heralds each unfolding day And the first few rays of sunshine 
that chase the morning dew away. And as the birds awaken, singing, sweet promise still to light the way. Sing for the beauty of the dawning. Sing for the beauty of the day. Sing for the beauty of the dawning. Sing for the beauty of the day. For all the ancient windswept mountains, with snowy peak where eagles fly. Or painted slopes of wildflowers Bright blossoms kissed with summer light For every wild flowing river Where salmon run and otters play Sing for all future generations Sing for the beauty of the day Sing for all future generations Sing for the beauty of the day Thank everybody for being a part of Pegasus Night Radio and sharing this show. I think this show and every show this week is going to be one for the record, and I think that it's going to change the way we look at our community. I want to thank uh, Rowan Fairfire, High Maid of the White Raven Church, and the Right Reverend Ashley uh, Riley, Third Degree High Priestess of the Southern Delta Church of Awika of ATC. Tomorrow night, we'll be bringing you more of this. And please, share it out. Let people know about it. I can only ask you to do that, and I appreciate it. I appreciate you making us one of the most listened to shows in the pagan world. <laughs>